Hey everybody, Coach here. Man, how's the week gone for you? It has been a very busy and a very change of season type of week for Maestro and I, we really have. We are in the midst of geese flying south, weather going from shorts to heavy jackets, and moving forward into northeast to visit some friends. But that's not what we're talking about here today. So, what we're talking about this week is DIY landscape project management. The whole adage of fail to plan and plan to fail. We are talking about how we can take noobs and turn them into damn near professionals in one project. So let's get started. Hey, I'm Matt, you can call me coach. Every Friday I bring with me landscape DIY education, concepts and theories, ideas and solutions, so you guys can go out and tackle a landscape project yourself get professional results, save a whole lot of money in the process, and in this day and age, be a lot more self-reliant. Man, after a 20 plus year career in the green industry, I'm bringing with me a lot of knowledge and experience that I wanna share with you guys, the new, modern, educated, self-reliant homeowner of today. You know, as a professional landscape contractor for many years, I learned very early on in my career that if I did not plan out each contractual job, now I'm not talking about, you know, going and fixing or switching out valves for Mrs. Jones or anything. I'm talking about full-on landscape projects. I learned very early on that if I did not plan out each contractual job I did, I was easily thrown off schedule, certainly off budget, and kind of off my game. I guess I just worked better when I knew that I had kind of a roadmap. And I'm talking on full-blown contractual jobs, not, uh, not little repairs or, you know, one-dayer type of things. No, I'm talking about multi-day, multi-week, even in some of the last ones, multi-month type of jobs. You know, the same principles really apply, and I invite you to take and run with them for any DIY project. You know, I applied the same principles when Maestro and I did Weed Patch Ranch. I mean, I had things written out and posted and all kinds of stuff, just like if I was at a paying job. Sometimes even more so when you're doing your own project because life kind of gets in the way and it, the documentation and the written word tends to organize our minds and organize our lives while this project is coming to fruition and especially during it. If landscaping is not your day-to-day -day work zone, landscaping can be, you know, a lot of series of strung together tasks and events, you know, that result in a finished project and hopefully an admirable product that you have created yourself. But, but if you take a couple of those strung together tasks and put them out of order or forget one or two, then the complication really sets in. That is if it is approached correctly from the beginning. It can really be kept on course. Now in other podcasts and other videos, and certainly in my ebook and digital course, I cover all phases of landscaping and really take the guesswork out of it for you in doing your own landscape project. But managing a project, whether it is all on you, or if you are injecting professional help at some stages, takes a considerable amount of planning and management. It really does. You literally, most of the time, have to manage yourself because you're doing something you are not accustomed to doing. 
There is nothing worse than stuffing all the to-dos in your head, expecting to keep them there in order and allow for uh, the electrician and the cement contractor to arrive on the same day, and you have not even placed the gray conduit underneath the ground where it needs to go, or ordered up the trencher in order to trench the conduit lines, or get the conduit, or the wire, or the parts. So this is where the, the scheduling, planning, and daily punch lists come into play. Keeps you on track and organized, it really does. So if you see what I mean, how just little things that fall by the wayside, trying to keep it all up in your head, many times will result in, oh craps, I forgot twos. I needed to get that kind of stuff can become frustrating and it can really chisel away at your confidence and certainly your project momentum. So managing projects start before a shovel even goes in the ground. It really does way before in some cases, you know, the, the scheduling of outside help. And I do mean personal outside help other professionals that you might be bringing in your schedule, your family's schedule, materials that you need to order and purchase, and the delivery or pickup of said materials, it all goes extremely smooth if you blend it into your daily life and you have everything there ready to go when you need it, or just ahead of when you need it. I mean, like I told you at the top of the show, Every job I did had a written schedule, which I kept in a manila folder right there in my briefcase every day. And if I needed to refer to it, I referred to it. I kept the names and numbers of the subs that were attached to this job, the start and proposed end dates, which was part of my contract, but also part of my, my scheduling sheet and my punch list, where I was going to attain the materials and what materials those were, it really helped and it oftentimes made me confident enough in myself where not only did the project I was on do really well, but I was able to branch off and do a repair job on the way home or get home, take a shower, sit down at the design table and start in with a design for the next client or the next next client, whatever it might be, because it was organized and I didn't have to stare at the ceiling at night wondering, damn, did I? Do I need to? What's next? Bleh. No, it was all written down somewhere and I could sleep at night. Oftentimes, you know, I ordered materials in advance and brought them to Weed Patch, where we lived, um, many days and sometimes even weeks in advance. Or if the demo had begun and I brought it to the job site itself, I may be in the middle of sod removal and I got irrigation arriving. And I have a spot on the job site where that stuff was going to be placed and stored temporarily, whether it was on top of my trailer, in my trailer, in the backyard, whatever it might have been. And that was just a little check. That was a little check. Depending on availability, this may have to be done a week or three weeks, or in some cases with the world the way it is now. My God, it might be months in advance because of supply chain issues and all the other blame game bull crap that goes on out there because of COVID. I hope you're getting as old of that excuse as I am. I then created a daily checklist leading up to the job start and made sure through phone calls before I started on day one that everybody who I needed was still on board and still on schedule. 
That made a day one really easy. And on day one, which usually involved in established landscapes, uh, demolition, I converted to a, a whiteboard uh, right in my trailer. It was probably 24 by 36 or so, and with an erasable dry eraser type of ink pens and an eraser there. And man, I would just start in at day one. You know, what was expected when I arrived on day one? And if I exceeded that, bueno! If I didn't quite get to it, that carried over to the next day. But at least I'm still focused and I'm moving forward. I was always moving the project forward unless Mother Nature or some other human got in the way. The whiteboard was an easy way of being able to look at it multiple times a day, check off the things that were already done, put in more things that needed to be done. And it just, it made the job, as hard a work as it was, it made the job easier. You know, this can be done for you guys in something to hang on your garage door going into your house, on your refrigerator, or notes in your phone, whatever, whatever works best for you, it should be applied. You know, the process streamlines your thinking and allows you to stay laser focused every day of the project, even though at times every day might be Saturday and Sunday for the first month. And then you scheduled up a week vacation to finish it off, you know? You can expect certain things to move forward every day you are pushing your project forward in this organized fashion. It also instills and increases your own self-confidence and the confidence in you by others, maybe within your own home. And it also will increase your skills and abilities. When you finish this project, you will not be the same person as you were when you started the project. You know, I kind of always suggest to be realistic and error on the side of extra time. If you think demolition is gonna take you Saturday and Sunday, please, by all means, allow that Saturday, Sunday, and the following Saturday, especially if you're brand new to this stuff, because it does sometimes take longer than you may think. You know, this will kind of allow for uh, time setbacks and the all-present, all-knowing, unexpected things that often happens in a landscape project, especially if you're new to the property. Say you, this is your move up home. It's not brand new, but it's, you know, we'll say 15 years old and you can't stand the backyard. You have to redo it. And you don't know what has happened out there. You don't know where underground stuff is. Nothing, nada. And you get out in the middle of something and all of a sudden it's like, what the hell is that? Oh my God, that's gotta come out. I didn't think something like that was there. Blah, blah, blah. Seen it many, many, many times. And then with these lists, I always felt really good about myself if I exceeded my daily goals and I put an extra three up there, and those three converted to the next morning, but I'm ahead of the game, and it always felt good. It felt good in a number of ways. Number one, that I was certainly on the right track, and for a contractor, time is money. And if you look and bid a job that you think is gonna take two weeks, and you end up doing it in a week and a half, that kind of converts to an hourly wage that is very, very satisfying to a person that is just leaving himself out there in the landscape, both sweat and tears and blood and whatever. It, re it really does. So same thing goes for you. If you value your time and you say, ah, I think I can knock this thing out in two weekends. But in reality, 
it's going to be four weekends, then give yourself five weekends. And if you get it done in four, hey, go take a travel trip for the weekend, that one that you saved. Reward yourself. At the end of each task that were completed, write out those that are needed the next day. And then, hey, sleep easy, relax, have a beer or a glass of wine that night, knowing full well, beyond a shadow of a doubt, ha, I got this. I got it. I see what coach is talking about. Yeah, my yard looks like a bomb just got dropped in it, but I know where I'm going with this thing. I'm not overwhelmed. I'm chinking away at this, at this proverbial wall and I am going to get through it. And that's what, that's what documentation does for a person. That's what that does for their brain. You know, the daily punch list oftentimes will not involve job site work every day of the project. It may involve materials acquisition and where that is coming from. Maybe it is going to buy plants one Friday afternoon that you take half a day off and you go get the plants because the following weekend you're going to be planting. You're going to be about at that phase or you're getting irrigation pipe or you're getting uh, two by fours for forming or you're getting edging for your lawn. Whatever, whatever it is, you know, it's not always going to be right there in the yard. One thing I can suggest is power tools. If you're going to rent power tools, make sure that you get there ahead of time. Don't go walking in in April into a Home Depot rental yard and say, yeah, I need a trencher for the day. And they're going to look at you and go, ha, 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 really? Okay, well, uh, next weekend will work. What do you mean next weekend? I, I need to trench today. Well, that's nice, but all our trenchers are gone. They disappeared Thursday night, and they're not coming back till Sunday night. So make sure that you plan ahead and know in advance the demand that is needed during certain times of year. It is just as important you think ahead and know what will be needed for the next step or phase of the project and be ahead of that curve. Don't be behind it because I guarantee you it's a whiplash effect hanging on to the tail of that dragon. Maybe on Thursday, maybe on Thursday, you get off a couple hours early if you can and go swing by ABC supply and bring home the wire or the irrigation pipe. Maybe you call XYZ materials and schedule up compost delivery for the first thing Saturday morning. Or maybe you call them Tuesday because if it's springtime or early summer, there are going to be days out before their truck is going to come in your driveway. I guarantee it. In the green industry, there are so many overworked and understaffed places now. Regardless of their quality of business, they, they could be even crappy people and be overwrought because the demand is so high. So make sure that you deal with reputable companies and make sure that you always follow up. Before your Saturday morning, you're rolling out of bed ready to do your X of the day. Yeah, you called Friday and make sure that your Y is going to be in the driveway. Your gravel, your irrigation pipe, whatever it is. Maybe call for a dumpster pickup. If you have your day one, your dumpster arrived on Friday, day one starts on Saturday, but you know that there's going to be so much crap coming out of your yard that you're going to need a second dumpster and you're going to need it Monday morning. So do a dumpster switch out schedule and make sure that that first one is gone Monday and you have an empty one there Monday at the same time. Then, hey, if you got 
more daylight hours and some extra energy, you can always go out there and chisel a little bit and throw it in that second dumpster. And again, you're ahead of the game. There's nothing worse than demoing your yard and overfilling a dumpster and the dumpster company goes, too full, can't take it. And you look at them and you go, what? Yeah, you're gonna need to empty some of this out of here because I can't, I can't lift it, it's overweight. So know in advance some of the little ins and outs and idiosyncrasies that go along with these projects. You know, as the project manager and as your project evolves, so will your sharpened perception of what is needed next. You probably acquired, I would think by now, my free 15-step checklist. See the description for links below. And are allowing that to kind of guide you through the project and what's going to be expected of you next. You know, this free stuff doesn't come along in this day and age very, very often. So if you get a chance, hey, help a brother out, will you? Buy me a cup of joe. It's always at the bottom of the podcast, and it's always at the YouTube channel. If I'm able to help you streamline a multi-thousand dollar job, <laughs> I'm e-begging for a $5 cup of coffee. If your project is scheduled for springtime, your schedule and whiteboard should really consider weeks in advance. Busy times of the year for the green industry. And that means lag time. That means that people with materials that you're gonna need, maybe days, weeks, or even months in advance, especially when it comes to plant material. Plant material can, can lag sometimes with the, the greatest stuff going out to retailers in February, but by April, all the good stuff is gone and you're getting down into the, well, it should be at the nursery for another six to eight weeks, but there's such a demand, the little stuff is coming in now. And what was there in February is half the size in April and May. That is why, that is really why a courtesy call a day or two before just to confirm that things are all on the same page. You know, that's really a good idea. Maybe they say, yeah, yeah, we're on it. Or they say, who's this? Oh, hold on a second. Let me check the board. Oops. Yeah, we kind of overbooked that day. And that's the time where you politely get them to correct their error, especially if they already have your money. It's really important. This is just as much important to you as it is, you know, XYZ Landscape Company that ordered up 35 yards of soil that morning, but you ordered up five yards of compost and it was supposed to be there at 8 a.m. But instead, they ran off with a much more lucrative 30 yards of soil and forgot the little guy. So make sure that you remind them and stay ahead of that. It's all part of the management game. There's also people management, both personal help and professionals. Understand in advance as you go into one of these projects that you, you are not always the sole focus of everybody outside your little kingdom. You are not. You may have got an agreement from Joe, Kim, John, and the guys. <coughs> to be there on Saturday morning for day one of demolition. But when the day comes around, maybe only Kim remembers and shows up. So Friday afternoon, there's that courtesy call. Yo, dude, hey, just still, still checking. You're on board with me for a few hours tomorrow, right? Oh yeah, that's right. Oh shoot. Man, I told the missus I was gonna be, uh-huh, uh-huh, believe me. Good friends will show up. Family, most of the time, will show up. Just don't condemn them if all of a sudden their lives get in the way of your life. You know, for managing professionals, I say this. 
Most trades in this day and age are overworked and highly understaffed. At least the good ones. The good ones are. Not many folks anymore gravitate to the trades, especially the ones that involve landscaping, like carpentry, fencing, irrigation, that kind of stuff. The good ones are always too busy. It, it's, it's sad, it's a shame, because these trades are really well-paying, especially from a owning the business perspective. Hard work usually is, if you look at it. I mean, nothing against the garbage man, but making $50 an hour or more as a garbage man ain't too bad a living, especially the way they have to do it now. They sit in the seat, they operate some levers, it picks up the garbage, it dumps the garbage, it compresses the garbage, they drive, they tilt, they dump, and repeat. Not a bad gig if you can handle the line of work, plus union wages, plus great benefits. So the trades, are, the tr trades have been slapped around quite a bit. But when it comes to people's lives, life happens, and their schedules can be tossed out the window for any number of reasons. For professionals, callbacks, material shortages, supply chain issues, illness, weather, anything can set their schedule. If they're supposed to be, you know, forming your patio on Thursday and pouring on Friday, but Thursday it poured like two inches of rain and the job site is a washout, you got to cut them some slack. You got to understand everything gets shifted. And if you know that going in and you're mentally flexible, it's not gonna bother you that much. It won't frustrate you that much. And understanding all of this will take some of the sting out of your schedule being thrown in the dumpster temporarily. If they are a good professional, they will be notifying you ahead of time and not you having to track them down. Man, I hated that crap when I was working with somebody new and I'm saying, hey, uh, Billy Bob, are you gonna be there on Wednesday to make sure that the electrical gets pulled. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. I remember we talked about that. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm on a job that's taking longer, and I, I'm not gonna be able to get there till next week. Really, and I'm hearing this now. Why? So yeah, it was. It it was. They would get a, a verbal smackdown, and oftentimes I negotiated back to where I needed to be, not where they needed to be. You know, them overbooking something is not my problem. Them being held up because of circumstances beyond their control, that I can understand. So, what did I used to do, and I suggest the same for you, is always, always have a plan B should issues like this in schedule world arise. It will keep you on track, it'll keep you positive, and always moving forward with your project. For instance, here's a for instance. You have a uh, patio structure, patio shade cover that you're, you've contracted with ABC Company to put in. And you call them, you call them and they say, oh yeah, coach, yeah. Um, yeah, we're about a week behind. And you go, well, you know, I kind of understand that, but how come I haven't heard from you? and let them explain themselves. But meanwhile, as you're getting, you know, the disappointing news, you can say, well, you know, I got some of the materials here. I can start staining up the, the wood if it's gonna be a wood structure. And I'm gonna move forward by staining up all the wood and then jumping over to 
something else, maybe trenching for the electrical poles or ordering up the outdoor kitchen appliances that are gonna go underneath this patio. And I'm going to do something to constantly keep my momentum moving forward in the project. You know, after you get off the phone with this schmuck, swear for five seconds, then move on. Ruminating on it will only downshift your momentum. That I will guarantee. As you get further and further into the project and you reach that hill, that landscape hill like I covered a couple of weeks ago, the remaining tasks will be very, very apparent. You, maybe you're down to single digit tasks now, but not the daily punch list. If all you have remaining is say six tasks before the project is done, have you ordered all the materials for those six tasks? Don't take your eye off the ball. Mulch, maybe you're, you're barking in the beds. Maybe you need a few more things of drip irrigation before you drip irrigate all the plants. How about the sod? Sod in the springtime, you gotta be ahead of the game. You gotta be out there a ways. Project management does not stop until that project site is done and clean the hell up. And don't ever take your eye off the ball. Are your plants ordered? Are they there? Are you watering them while they're waiting to go in the ground? Is the mulch ordered? Is there enough mulch from the ABC company or do you have to go to XYZ company? What kind of mulch? Do you like the fine colored bark or do you like the gorilla hair? Are you doing it with gravel and fabric? Whatever it might be, make sure that it's ordered ahead of time. What kind of sod? Where do you live? What's the best performing sod in the area? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, applying this simple yet highly effective project management tool is an absolute game changer for somebody new and allows that noob to successfully start and complete their own DIY landscape project, saving thousands, maybe even tens of thousands of dollars in the process. Are the projects easy? Nope. Nope. But you know something? Neither is brain surgery. But I guarantee you a brain surgeon does not start in the operating room without an advanced plan, a team, and a step-by-step -step procedure to achieve the desired surgical successful outcome. And I'll guarantee you this. They also have a plan B. They got plan Bs up the wazoo should they get in there and find something that wasn't expected. Shift gears and move forward. You should too. I am here to help all I can as you might need. There ain't too many places out there that dispense the free stuff anymore. If you got something positive from this, hey, consider visiting every week. Make me throw me a bone once in a while. Professional advice is not free often in these day and age anyway. Hey, always to your landscape success. Thanks for staying with me until the end. I very much appreciate it. I will see you guys next week. Hey, bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Yard Coach Podcast. Don't forget to head over to the website at youryardcoach.com where you will find more DIY landscape education, including the free 15-step DIY landscape checklist, Coach Matt's ebook called Landscaping Simplified, and the flagship digital course, Homescape 1.0. As always, if you have any questions or comments, you can email Coach Matt directly at youryardcoach at gmail.com. We'll see you right here next week.